0: Hi everyone! Welcome again to Tech Talk, um, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. And today's topic is a very interesting one, and a very upcoming and a very, a very, uh, a, a very interesting topic with a lot of questions that we've got from our uh, viewers and listeners. It's uh, prompt engineering. This is a um, a very new topic, and especially it came about with the advent of um, ChatGPT and other AI tools that are becoming very popular in the market today.
1: Thanks, uh, Reynat, for the introduction. I think uh, people are really excited uh, with the current AI tools that are available in the market, especially with what you can do with them. Uh, ChatGPT has been the most popular one. Uh, but before that, there was DALI, Mid Journey, and many of the tools that actually uh, became very, very popular, and um, they actually uh, gave a whole new—I uh, wo- mean—they gave a whole new perspective to creators and influencers in terms of what they can achieve with an AI tool. So initially, people thought that okay, uh, with an AI tool, it would be very hard to replace uh, the creative people. But it seems like with the AI tool, the first first thing that it's replacing is the creative people. But it's not replacing as in replacing, replacing. But it is uh, maybe helping the creatives to think more creatively. So prompt engineering is just a way to write something into the tool, the AI tool, and uh, get an output out of it. So suppose you say, give me a photo of potatoes uh then it will sorry generate a photo of potatoes it will generate a photo and then you say generate a, fo- a photo uh, with uh, ge- generate a photo containing for uh, potatoes so it can uh, it can create a photo with potatoes and tomatoes and some salad maybe human etc so two different prompts two different images and that's what prompt engineering is all about so based on the input how can you engineer the output
0: yeah absolutely and prompt engineering it's it's such a um interesting because you've you've mentioned the part that i actually wanted to say is that you know a lot of people you know since you know the advent of automation and ai everyone is worried that would um, ai or automation take away people's jobs now Absolutely not, as we've been saying it in many of our episodes. But uh, this is actually a very perfect example of how AI could create new jobs now, because um, not only is it augmenting the human performance, but it is prompt engineering is uh, you know it, it 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 could be classed as a job, which is the professional AI whisperer, if you'd like to call it that. Um, it is. By understanding how artificial intelligence work in the back end and then um, leveraging that understanding in the way you talk to it. So not everyone can talk to an AI uh, in a way that gives you the exactly the right output that you're looking for. You can say something to the same AI interface and it would come back with a different answer than what I would say. And now the engineering part is knowing how the AI works, what kind of uh, information or uh, training data it has been trained on, what to expect from it, and how to manipulate these knowledge in a way that it would come up with the exactly the information or the image or the, whatever the output is that you're looking for you can even also think about engineering some sort of creative um sort of open-ended uh sort of um, you know decision making part for the ai so you keep leave some things open as you said uh, you know uh, in your example like a potato now you could prompt You know, prompt engineering, let's go back to prompt engineering the term, you know, it's uh, how you are prompting, you know, how you're engineering the prompt you give to the AI. That's where the term prompt engineering comes from. Now, if you wanted to design a prompt to get a picture of a potato, you could actually specify the type of potato. You could say, give me a picture of a Maris Piper potato rather than, for example, another Uh, type of potato. You could say, generate the picture with two lights on the two sides. So it would generate that kind of photo. And if you had some more expertise in photography, you you could specify the focal length, you could specify the aperture in your prompt. So the AI would take those prompts, take those directions into account while creating that image. Now, it's not just about photography uh, knowledge but it's also about the subject knowledge you know of which you're getting the output so if we go back to potato you, if you know the types of potato there are the usability of potato there are and you know how it behaves in certain scenarios like in a, in a warm condition you know you might want to see the 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 skin of the potato turn different if it's if it's above a certain temperature etc And then there is the engineering of knowing how that output is going to be used. So um, so the customer, you know, what your customer wants, your uh, actual subject matter expertise, the knowledge about potato and the medium, uh, the knowledge about the medium that the photo is being generated in. If it's gonna be an actual real life photo taken, you know, as if it's taken by a camera, or it could be drawn by, a, by a, you know, as a cartoon. So that medium, so you need all three types of these knowledge to engineer the exact right kind of prompt, which will give you the perfect output that you're looking for. And the same goes with uh, uh text-based AI tools as well, like Chat GPT, et cetera. So that's that's very interesting on how you know you could actually think about strategically so you can leverage all of this knowledge to engineer your prompt and that's all prompt engineering is about
1: so i think uh rinath Rinat mentioned a lot of a lot about the process of uh, generating a prompt but i think uh, so, so let's let's classify. I mean, the first initial uh, AI-based tool that uh, became open to the public was a text-based tool, text to text. So you input a text and you uh, get an output as a text. So that was GPT, GPT um, one, GPT two, GPT three. Uh, Chat GPT is basically text to text again, but instead of inputting a text, you input a statement or a question, and the Chat GPT would come up with a response. And then you ask another question, and will it will take into account the response it has given previously so suppose you say okay can you uh, describe um, can you describe an aeroplane it will describe an aeroplane can you tell me about its features so it will describe the features of the aeroplane that is it has just described so some so, so that's why it it remembers what you have asked previously so, that's one thing. And then, so that's text to text. And then text to image is what uh, rinath mentioned was DALI, mid-journey, uh, stability, diffusion and many other tools. And that's basically you give an input as a text and the output is an image. But the image could be in the form of a painting. It could be the form of a photo. It could be the form of a special effects uh, like a highly specialized uh, special effects uh, image, uh, graphical image, etc. So, uh, it all depends on the uh, output that you want now the engineering part so as we I mean we we are repeating ourselves here but the engineering part is basically describing the input and the input will come from experience as well as uh, practice so two things uh, when we talk about experience the experience is coming from your own experience as a creative person so suppose you have worked into in photography you know how to describe objects you know how to take uh, shots you know like okay if i want the image of amit sarkar from uh, uh from uh from below then you know what kind of shot you will get or you say I want a drone shot of Amin Sarkar uh, on planet Mars so something like that so you you can describe based on your experience because you know how shots work uh, because you have been a photographer but that will not come to someone who has never done photography so that person will have to then train themselves and that's where the engineering part comes. So it has to be through some kind of training or practice. So, of course, there are no trainers right now who are may, maybe we can become trainers, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, the, the aspect that uh, what we are focused on is practice so you you try to give it an input as Renat mentioned try to figure out what the output is coming and you take notes and every time you give an input uh, how the output changes and based on that you then see okay how it's uh, generating and then you can become specialist so suppose we say text to image you can become specialist in designing logos designing book covers designing album arts album covers designing thumbnails etc so you can you can pick an expertise and you can choose that topic and then keep practicing in those those areas. And then whenever someone comes up with something, uh, so you are a prompt engineer, you advertise yourself as that specializing in generating brand images or logos etc or book covers or album arts and that's how you uh, promote yourself suppose you are a text to text so you will say that okay uh, i have a a summary and i want to create a marketing ad out of it or a a story out of it Uh, this is the setup Uh, can you generate content and you will use the tool instead of coming it by yourself now The difference between the previous uh, thing, uh, the era before prompt engineering and right now is that previously only the creatives could participate in such kind of uh, activities like designing a brand, uh, designing a logo, etc. I'm not a creative person. I can't design a logo. But if I can describe what a logo should look like, I don't have to be uh, a painter or artist or anyone. I can now just type something and the AI will take care of it. And that's the beauty of the era of prompt engineering.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just, just going a little bit further on the example you gave in terms of the photography, someone would would need to have photography understanding to a degree. But then I would also argue that it's not just photography. You can also tell them to paint a picture in the style of Van Gogh. Or yeah, exactly. That, that right? is
1: an example, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... So, um, in 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 many ways, prompt engineer is someone who is jack of a lot of trades rather than a master of one. Yes. So they could, you know, they could potentially be tasked with creating a creating an image in, in, in a cartoon type setting right so for that you need to know the what should be the paint uh, you know the the paint brush size and colors and that kind of things you know for for someone who sort of draws cartoon that knowledge as well as another task maybe just just the next task could be about you know actual oil painting or it could be about actual photography so you're not, uh, it's not about knowing or learning about all these different kinds of media, medium knowledge, like, you know, the medium of art. Uh, at, and it's also not about knowing all different kinds of product of which the picture you're trying to generate. But it's it's actually um putting in some critical thinking to understand what the user might be enticed with the most. And then uh, sort of tailor your prompt in that way so you get the desired output so it is a very um sort of a crucial and uh you know it, it it's quite a like a i don't know what you can call it thoughtful um sort of job to do and it could be a very like you might think that it's 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 you know you it's not something that you do, you know, if, if this was your profession, you don't do it like every five minutes, you just keep prompting the AI, but you, you know, you think about it, you know, with some time you research and then you come up with the perfect prompt that would potentially generate. I think that's how you're going to be measured in whether you're a good prompt engineer or, 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 or a beginner is that a beginner might need to prompt a few times to get, um, the desired output, but the, the, uh, an experienced, uh, or a very expert one would maybe need a lot less prompt. And this might actually be a deciding factor because at the moment, chat GPT, mid journey, DALI, these are free tools for everyone to use. But uh, if you, if you, I mean, uh, as of today, chat GPT is at capacity. So you can't actually use, um, if, if, if you can only use it if, if, if you're lucky to be honest. So, um, uh you know uh, 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 prompting and for the ai to generate output takes a lot of processing power and um you know the the people who can get the desired output with less prompts are going to be financially beneficial to the AI company or to the company, you know, that they're working for because they're otherwise going to be charged for each of the prompts. So, yeah, there is definitely a financial involvement as well. And the more you can save money to a company to get the desired output, you're going to be valued that way. So, um absolutely prompt engineering i think it could become a profession uh, maybe not the way we're seeing it now it will evolve as the ai tool evolves i think you know uh, i mean we were talking about it earlier before the topic and you might you might actually have an opposing view on that what what's your uh, view whether prompt engineering is a legitimate profession could it be so, or?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I think I'll, I'll I'll like to go back to what you said uh, in terms of training and uh, experience. I think uh, there at, uh, when I was talking about the photography example, I meant a person who's a photographer who knows the skill set of a photographer and a person who doesn't know photography and then trying to uh, act like a photographer and trying to use that skill set uh, to generate an image. So the difference between the two is uh, one is experience and one is no experience. And I, I, I was trying to highlight that aspect. Now, of course, the the person who doesn't have any experience in photography, they don't need to learn photography. They can talk about paintings and, and different styles or say, click a photo photograph in terms of in the style of this person and they can imitate that. But the whole idea was that there is a creative person using an AI tool and a non-creative person using an AI tool and there has to be a differentiation. So a creative person, as you said, would take less prompts to generate a uh, desired output. Uh, and a non-creative person without practice would take far larger prompts. But uh, if they have practice over a certain area, genre, or uh, an area where they would like to specialize, then maybe, yes, they can become specialist. When it comes to uh, the opposing view that I had was actually I was listening to Sam Altman who is the uh, for a co-founder for OpenAI and he was saying that prompt engineering may not be uh, the uh, hype that we are trying to give it in the current, uh, I mean times because he's saying that you, uh, prompt engineering is not about coming up with that magic word that will just change the output. It's about a mixture of words that you write based on your experience. So a good prompt engineering is uh, someone who's an expert and a bad prompt engineer is someone who's a novice. And it's the same with any skills, uh, acquiring any skills in life. Um, you could be a very good batsman or you could be a very average batsman. And the only difference is someone who's got a lot of experience, got a lot of training and someone who hasn't practiced enough, hasn't got a formal uh, training and that's why they lack. Uh, so they are both using the same tool which is the bat and the ball but they are getting desired different outputs and that will happen with prompt engineering as well so you will get varied uh, uh, outputs based on your experience with how you describe something so and it's not going to be that okay that one magic word and it'll give you that amazing uh, output It, it it won't be that it, it, it has to come through practice and through your own vision and art articulation. So as uh, Renath, I think you mentioned it correctly that it would require a lot of research into what the uh, what we actually want or the companies actually want and based on that research then you would uh, generate the output currently it's free but when it get becomes paid which it will be then there is a cost associated with every prompt that you are trying to get an output for and that is going to be quite expensive if you're not very careful and one of the uh, good examples which i've published in my newsletter as well is the ai cover for cosmo So that was actually generated using Dali and they hired an influencer on YouTube and she basically used uh, Dali to uh, generate the cover for Cosmo, Cosmopolitan, the magazine, and it was the first uh, AI generated cover. And it was uh, really amazing because she describes the process of how she generated that image. Maybe I'll share that video as part of the, uh, in the description of this video on the podcast, and you guys can have a look. But I think it just shows that, okay, what kind of output she was getting and how, uh, and w- were the creatives at Cosmopolitan happy with the output or not. And finally, what was the output and finally, what what was put on the cover and what was the prompt for getting that uh, output so it's uh, kind of interesting because it shows the whole journey
0: yes yes absolutely actually i mean i don't fully oppose with what you said in terms of the you know the, the requirement for uh, to become a prompt engineer and, um, yeah, absolutely. You need practice, 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 you know, uh, without the experience and the expertise on the actual subject matter or the medium that you're going to portray, um, you're not going to go very far. But what, what I want to sort of add on to it, if you'd like, uh, rather than opposing is that, um, you can do a lot of practice, you know, by yourself, um, and, you know, give a lot of prompt and not really understand where the actual differentiating factor is so you need some kind of direction in terms of actual you know the knowledge that we've actually been learning you know people are saying that with the advent of ai you, you know you don't need any you don't need to go to school anymore because all of the information is right there but actually if you don't have that kind of knowledge of 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 a specialized subject you can't even know how to talk to AI to generate something that is valuable for a business or, or a customer, et cetera, et cetera. So I think those creative jobs, those creative sort of expertises are very much needed, If even more so now, in a greater nuance, a greater detail, so you can actually know how to manipulate it enough. I mean, you need to know... To a degree, I mean, you know, maybe you're a carpenter, and you know, you you know how to you know build the basic furniture, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, there are actually patented um, designs of how to join two pieces of wood, and you know, they, I mean, I've actually seen uh, someone patent something last year. A newer design of joining two pieces of wood without any glue or without any other nails or anything, and but it will just get stuck, you know, with, with just with the design. So someone has to be that level of expert in carpentry to be able to manipulate um exactly what they want out of an AI tool. You know, an AI tool might be just geared for you know carpenter-related. Uh, knowledge, and it will output new designs. But if you don't know all the existing designs, which are patented, not patented, traditional, et cetera, et cetera, how would you prompt it so it would give you a design for a new furniture based on the material you have, et cetera, et cetera. So nowadays it's become even ever more important to become, you know, a, a next level of expert on those uh, disciplines, it could be carpentry, it could be medicine, it could be, you know, becoming a lawyer, you know, you need to be able to manipulate AI to a degree that you get the desired outcome. So for that, you need to be even more. I mean, before you could have probably gotten away with a mediocre career, but, you know, you had food on the table and paid all the bills. But now you want to be, you know, a a lot more uh, of a subject matter expert on each of these disciplines um, for for for, uh, for you to get the proper value from AI. So, yeah, prompt engineering is really good on how to, you know, communicate with the AI, but then you might want to have an actual BA or a business analyst or a subject matter expert who will give you that um, feed of expertise, which will enable you to give the right prompt. And this could actually become a team uh, task rather than. Uh, I'm, am you know, obviously there. You, you could, I mean, even if it become co- become costly, it may not be too costly. So you could potentially easily give five, ten, twenty prompts every hour, and you'll still be okay. But you know, ultimately everything that we do in business or in life is actually time constrained. So you want to get your output faster because otherwise your competitor will will get it before you and then reach your customers before you. So there's always going to be that constraint that you want to get the right optimized result as quick as possible. So you can do something with that output. And for that, you need to know uh, how to talk to the AI.
1: Very, very, very important, yeah. How to talk to an AI. Because uh, I think uh, you're right, if if uh, as a creative person, you know what to look for. What you don't know, you don't know. So, like I, I have a one-year-old son, uh, he knows that, okay, if he sees a step, he has to climb. Uh, if he sees the corner of a bed, he knows he will fall down. So, he knows this much. But suppose he he hasn't seen the edge of a bed or he doesn't know what falling looks like he doesn't know so there are things we know and there are things we don't know and things we don't know we don't know so no matter uh, how expert you think you are there will always be things that you don't know and that's where the expertise comes in because these experts they would have vast amounts of knowledge about every single aspect of their area of expertise. And uh, that's where it will make a differentiation. Because think of it like this. These AI tools are given to people who are experts. Experts will become even more experts because earlier they had to do the research work. They had to do a lot of like guesswork, etc. But now they know through their years of experience like what they need. So they'll just write three or four prompts and then they'll get an, a rough idea and they'll write the exact prompt which will give them the exact output. So with three or four prompts, they know what they, they've got some ideas and they'll uh, with the final prompt, they'll get the result that they want. Someone who's not an expert... They will firstly try to figure out what they what they want, because they don't know what they want. So they'll try to figure out what they want. So, so, so when I was given access to Dali, I mean, not given, when I got access to Dali, uh, I tried to write something. But I didn't know what to write, because I don't have a use case, right? So I wrote, okay, scooby dooby Scooby-Doo, uh, Scooby-Doo uh, launching on a rocket ship. And that's the prompt. And then I try to modify that prompt. Okay, Scooby-Doo launching in a SpaceX rocket uh, looking like this, ultra real, this, that. And I was just trying to see what the images come up, uh, look like. So basically, uh, but if if suppose you give it to an artist, the artist would say, Draw the uh, image, draw the cartoon character Scooby Doo uh, in a very uh, uh, like a stylist way or something, etc. etc. But, but the idea is that they would know what to say rather than me just coming up randomly with some idea and then trying to uh, iterate on that uh rather than uh, coming up with something concrete and that's where the difference lies and um, uh i mean i think you've mentioned a very good point we might have people who are experts uh, working with engineers uh, who will do the hard work of typing in the prompt uh but uh, but let's see let's see how this uh, picks up because prompt engineering uh, whatever we might say it's doing one thing and that is putting the power of uh, AI into people who are not very creative. So this levels up the field because now you have the creative aspect of I mean of a tool in the hands of users, generic users who have never done any creative work. And imagine if you give that power to them, it's like giving a smartphone to a person in a village. They don't know what to do with it, but then they eventually figure out and they then become very productive. So eventually people will become very productive, but initially they will be very uh, like uh, not that great. But it basically means that they will there is now a level playing field. Of course the experts will always be experts. So even with an AI tool, the expert will always come up with a better result and a non-expert will come up with a less better result. But now, everyone can get results. And that is what uh, prompt engineering is. Uh, I mean, not prompt engineering, but these AI tools and, and are bringing.
0: That's exactly, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say, that once again, you know, technology is actually eliminating the the most time-consuming part. So if you think about, if we go back to, um, you know, the image generating AIs again. For example, you know, back in like 100, 200 years ago, we still had images being generated by painters and, you know, uh, uh, the creative people. But then, you know, say, for example, the a, a king is ordering a like a, a, an artist to you know, draw this 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 uh, scenario or whatever. And then they're taking two, three months or so and then bring it back. And then the king might say, oh, change it in this way or that way. And then they're taking another two months. And that we've come a lot further, you know, every, I say, decade, maybe we've kind of gone to the next step. Now the artist could do it in hours or minutes in digitally, et cetera, any changes, et cetera. But now even that wasn't fast enough now with ai it doesn't have to be a king or a business owner or someone with a big project or funding etc anyone uh, can ask a painter an artist we who which is itself the ai tool so they can try 20 different things within 20 minutes and then they can go away with the one that they like so ultimately the part that is being if you know more efficient is the actual the boring process of painting it out or drawing it out but the actual creativity still is necessary it's just taken a different form uh, which is in a way how to tell the ai your creative idea but you still need the creative idea for a product to be successful in in the current world. So the people who were creative, they are still valuable, and they're just having to sort of reform their expression of their creativity in a way that the tool understands, which in a sense is, is prompt engineering. And another part I wanted to add is that we talked about prompting the AI tool to give a completely finished product as an output we may not actually want that we we might actually want just making parts of it because I've I've actually seen a video where someone is creating a a, a donut uh, website you know for their e-commerce business, etc. And they don't. They want the banner. They want you know the various design backgrounds, etc. So there, and in, in a few images that are needed. So you know, even just for the background or the main landing page, uh, you know, uh, of of the website, they have instructed to create a few donut-based a uh, background which was created and they have to then make the decision on which one are they going to take back into photoshop or illustrator and then cut out the parts that are not needed and add from which and they might actually combine four different outputs of the ai you know of the ai tool and the four different output could be the four different corners of a picture one corner could have donut, and one the other corner could have um, you know, a, a, a donut shop in the background, which is completely different to prompts. And the the actual the the person who puts them all together is the actual creative person who is who is the only person who can do it. So yeah, there is absolutely more and more actually opportunity to to have newer jobs and newer skills which are actually interesting and not having to do the boring part of actually, you know drawing it out because the artist who who drew a, a phenomenal timeless uh, painting they had that vision in their mind before they started painting and then they made it into a reality but what is what is powerful and what is valuable about that painting is that vision because anyone could have used Paints and colors and oil painting, etc., and created anything. But it's the vision that the artist had in the in their mind through their own creativity is what made it made an ingenuine uh, sort of uh, you know appealing product. And and it, that value remains the same even with AI because you know it's, it's it's the prompter who has the vision. And then they sort of orders AI to make it into a reality, which is actually the boring part. So um, absolutely, prompt engineering is, uh, I think, a very interesting role. Uh, I don't know if it would become a profession, but it would certainly be a very interesting role to to go forward.
1: Definitely. And I, I really like the way that you have described uh, the part about the artist and the manual effort of drawing something it's basically the the prompt engineers or basically these ai tools are basically automating the whole process of painting. (laughs) It's like (laughs) dishwashers have automated the process of washing dishes. So similarly, Mm -hmm. AI tools are now automating the process of painting. So painters no longer need to paint. They just need to come up with the idea and the tool will do the rest. And uh, the same goes with uh, 3D sculpture. So now there are tools um, in the market that can draw 3D models and then you can use those uh, 3D and you can sculpt those 3D models. So like you have a, a like a big giant cube and then you sculpt around it like you would sculpt a piece of wood and then you have a sculpture. And I, I saw a video about this happening and maybe I'll post that as well. But I think I, I finally get the vision by just by talking in this podcast. And I think it's this vision of automating the process of creativity itself. Like focus on the creation of the idea focus on the idea itself rather than the boring part of creating
0: so (laughs) creation is
1: more important than the act of creating so sorry not the creation the idea of the creation is more important than the act of creating it so if you have the idea then you can create whatever you want and this is basically what we do in automation so any boring repetitive work we automate so this is the boring repetitive work has been automated by the air tool And now you can just focus on being creative. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thought. And uh, I think it makes a lot of sense in a world where a lot of people are afraid. And I think people should not be afraid. Um, There were a lot of jobs lost when the Industrial Revolution happened. uh, But there were a lot more jobs created. So it's not like once the industrial revolution happened, the economy went down and uh, people lost. Job, I mean, people lost income, etc. No, no, no. With the industrial revolution, what happened is we had we added a lot more jobs. The economy grew, and with the same thing with AI, is that AI will take away the mediocre jobs, the boring ones, the ones that should not be done by humans, and uh, it will be, uh, it will make new jobs which are more exciting for humans, which they want to do, which they are good at because they have to use their cognitive skills. So, yeah, I think it's a very exciting time to be alive in.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I know in our examples, we focused on generating images, but the same thing goes on text-based uh, based AI tools yes. as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, you need to know the subject matter very well to, to, to prompt the AI tool to to sort of um, output a paragraph or an essay or or, or whatever, um, you need to be, you know, understand lawyer speak to be able to tell it that, you know, write me a contract for this. If you just say, write me a contract or a tenancy agreement, then it will write you a very generic one, which you can probably just Google and get a template. But if you want to, if you are a lawyer, you would know, write me a, contract of a tenancy agreement of this country in this setting with force measure clause with this other clause and mention this other legislation into it then you actually come up with a actually bespoke tailor-made contract which is applicable to your current scenario so yeah i mean uh the the knowledge that you needed is is still very much needed and you can now actually do more with it because now you can try different things you know you, you can you know nuance your prompts uh based on the output you get to even improve more and more and um i've i've heard uh various people talking that now if students can just you know uh get the chat gpt or any other text based tool to write essays and paragraph and assignments from them how would they understand or learn critical thinking but if you really think about it to give a prompt i mean teachers or the assessors of those assignments has to be more um, more um, sort of careful on how to mark them because Everyone, all the students can go to an AI tool and get output, but some students will still prompt better than the other students and get a better output. So they might have to redo the assignment to tailor make, uh, this, this kind of scenarios. And the, the, the student who is prompting based on, uh, you know, a prompting for and getting a good output, they're actually thinking, how is this going to be used by a potential customer if this was in a real world? How is the business going to get, you know, actual, you know, maybe financial benefit out of it? So they're actually doing a lot more critical thinking in prompting well than just, you know, blindly writing whatever comes to mind in, in an essay so there is a lot more critical thinking and contextualizing that goes on in 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 prompting and getting a desired output so i don't think it's going to sort of um you know break the you know the the education system rather teachers or the assessors or the planners has to be more um you know has to demand more in terms of from the essay and uh, has they would want to see that the essay is consisting of details which only a good prompter can generate. So the assessing criteria and the questioning criteria could be tailor-made to, to make room for, for these new technologies.
1: Definitely, and I think yeah, that's a very good example about Uh, essays, school essays, because uh, a lot of uh, students have already started using that and we've already read it in the news. So, but uh, I mean, uh, if you look at the the text-to-text generation tool, it can be used for a lot of other uh, scenarios. And uh, there is uh, examples like you can generate code from it. You can generate a lot of other things. And in each scenario, uh, the whole idea is that I mean, as as Rinath mentioned, the contextualization, the thinking that went behind the prompt. Because as I mentioned, you get access to a tool. But if you don't know what you have to ask or what it has to... If you can't describe what you want, then the tool will not do it for you, right? So it's the same way I got access to a tool, but I didn't know what to do. So I just typed some random words. Uh, but if a, if a person who knows exactly what they want types exactly uh what they're thinking then they'll get their desired output and that's the difference and that's what the engineering part is about so everyone has access to the prompt it's just how you engineer it to get the desired result so well uh, i think uh, we've uh, talked a lot about uh, this topic so thank you so much for listening rena do you want to add anything else in the end
0: no, no. I was just gonna uh, say that the same thing. Yeah, uh, uh, our audience. Yes, do reach out with your thoughts. I think we we've kind of uh, discussed, and I very th- thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you, Amit, and uh, hopefully our audience did too. Uh, please reach out with any comments, feedback you guys have, or if you'd like to join us as a guest, we're more than welcome. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys again next week in next week's episode. Uh, Until then, thank you very much and uh, bye.
1: Take care, everyone. Bye. Take care.